Ladies and gentlemen, as the title suggests, we are uncertified financial planners. We are not professionals. I repeat, we are not professionals. Before you make any financial decisions, please contact an official certified financial advisor or planner. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Uncertified Financial Planners podcast. Um, Glad to be back in full operation, um, pumping out episodes weekly. And uh, on schedule, we will have a YouTube up soon, hopefully, some video casting going on, maybe some short videos every now and then, just just having a good time talking about markets and finance and uh, living a life. How, about, how are you doing, Ethan? I'm chilling, bro. I just moved into my uh, my house uh, for this, this semester and hopefully next semester. And uh, I've been chilling. I haven't been able to keep up with the markets much because I've been moving in and everything. But Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely good to be back. We got to uh, just put our fifth episode out. And so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. hey, it's always an accomplishment to put five out. So let's get another five, right. another another ten. Keep it moving. We'll get it up to the uh, the century mark pretty soon before you know it. Oh, yeah. Um, hit 100. But uh, today, um, today's going to be a little more laid back of an episode. We're going to talk about, you know, what kind of research platforms to use because lot of not fake news but bad news you know like the really clickbaity stuff um and staying away from that because those are usually wrong and then uh kind of a brief economic outlook a lot a lot going on a lot of figures coming out um and as of this recording the market's been kind of down this week so we'll talk about all that Definitely been down this week. I uh, I checked this this Monday and was like, "Wow, I'm like awesome right now." I'm like, my my account's balling, and now uh, can't say the same. It's it's been down a little bit this week for sure. Um, but you know, S and P five hundred is definitely up from where it was uh, in the June low uh, in June fifteen or I guess June seventeenth is down to about thirty seven hundred, a little less. That's about forty two hundred, a little more. So. Definitely mm-hmm. can't complain. It's only down about, uh, I guess it's about 11.5%. Yeah, 11.71% down on the year. Uh, I'm actually outperforming the market, which feels good. Because at one, no. point, one point, it was not the case. So, uh, But yeah, uh, it's coming back. I think a big thing that people are wondering is, you know, was June the bottom? Are, are we going to keep falling down? Is mm-hmm. this just a you know, little short-term rally? Um, and I think that kind of depends on whether or not the Fed is dovish, which just means they're not going to, you know, continue to try and mm-hmm. kill the economy um, by rising interest rates and, and whatnot. Or um, are they going to be hawkish, which means they'll continue to drastically increase interest rates. And we won't know until they come out in September. I think that's the next time they meet. Uh, I might be wrong, um, but I believe it's. They skip this month, uh, I believe. Um, but I don't know. But, you know, interest rates are their main tool. Um, do they have much else they can really do? Um, I really don't think so. There's other ways that they 
can do it. I just don't know specifically what that is. I know that interest rates are the main way um, mm -hmm. of of basically slowing the economy down. Yeah, I feel like if they had other other means of doing it, they would have done it by now. So I think that's definitely their main way of doing it, where you can actually see an effect. Um, yeah, for sure. And also, I think it's just like their presence. Like, you know, we have this overarching body that controls it. You know. Um, you know, Jerome Powell, they redefined recession um, to fit the administration. Yep. But, uh, you know, they have that control and that gave people hope, even if it's true, not true, subjective, whatever it is, you know, their, uh, their primary power is interest rates and influence, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the number one thing that the Fed do is they just speak. And everyone's going to react that way. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. if they say, we're not going to rise interest rates, you're going to see a 10% rally mm -hmm. in the market. I mean, that's somewhat what we saw. Um, if things look worse than they have economically, like, you know, jobs, we're losing jobs instead of gaining them, that's going to be good. That's the thing. People are going to react well to that. The market will react well to that because mm -hmm. they'll know that it's almost done. Interest rates won't be, you know, continuing to increase as much if that starts to happen because that that'll show the slowdown but yeah i feel like it's a lot of reaction um mm -hmm. more than you know, they, they just influence the economy based on what they say and what they they do it's not really yeah. the way they do it um just how they do it i guess or the way they say they do it yeah which is scary <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's that, uh, the, the number one thing you don't want to see yeah is you know that kind of speculative influence like yeah, I don't know. It's just a, a crazy time in the market and um, a lot of different news, a lot of press releases, a lot of crazy things to pay attention to and try and track. Yeah, but I mean, like we were saying, it's kind of hard to predict the bottom um, because, you know, based on historic numbers, we definitely haven't seen it, um, but you mm -hmm. never know. Um, this could be historic moment or you know what i mean it could just be a yeah. different a different type of recession i mean it was the even if it it may not be a recession i don't know they wanted to change the definition of one and say that we weren't in one which i i, don't, I understand i mean we're gaining jobs still mm -hmm. uh you know unemployment is still very low i think it's, i mean maybe in an all-time low at like 3.5 mm -hmm. or 3.4 percent um i know it was at 3.5 percent last month um so it's definitely a good time to be finding a job because mm -hmm. they're still hiring. Um, but, you know, in two years when, you know, well, Garrett graduates next year, but me in two years, you know, not be looking great. Um, mm -hmm. Just don't, we just don't know. Uh, it's kind of a hard thing to predict, but yeah. I think we're definitely in a much more comfortable spot and a much less speculative spot than we were in June. In yeah. June, everybody was like, it's the end of the world. Michael Berry was predicting the next, you know, 08, 09 financial crisis. People were very worried. Um, and that's something that I think we both saw in the offices we interned with. Mm -hmm. um, now people are starting to realize, like, look, this is just how it goes. It's a long-term game, mm -hmm. short-term battles, um, but definitely a long-term victory. Yeah. Um, for sure. And it's so crazy, too, how many people have entered the market, you know, the rise of the retail investor, you know, they got the Reddit Wall Street bets and all these different um, 
non-institutional investors entering, and that makes it even more volatile. I love to see it. You know what Robinhood did to make it accessible. That that's great and all, but it, you know, I think the institutional investors at these firms are what keeps the overall beta of the market down. Um, and a lot of these people who you know don't exactly know what they're doing. You know, like I just saw an article about the the next meme stock gold mines. You know, investments and. That just adds to the volatility of the already crazy market. Yeah, but, abs- absolutely insane. I mean, that's why you're seeing people lose so much money, or make money on yeah. stocks like Bed Bath and Beyond that you know went from fourteen bucks to twenty seven, and mm-hmm. now they're down thirty eight percent today. Yeah, um, and it's back to eleven bucks. Uh, so it's just way 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 too risky um and it's like they're just trying to make everything like cryptocurrency or everything Mm -hmm. a game it's not gambling the stock market is not gambling i mean i guess you could say in a sense it is but it's really not buying companies and those companies are either performing or they are underperforming and underperforming stocks companies Mm -hmm. as we've seen get you kicked in the mouth i mean that's just how it works uh, that's a weird way to put it but I mean, that's true though this year if you had all growth and all speculative you wouldn't be happy the only reason why my my portfolio isn't down more is because i realized that around june and started buying value stocks um because that was the only way to save my account from ultimate death <laughs> <laughs> so yeah from bankruptcy yeah, seriously, golly, I was down like 30% uh, in the month of June, after the month of June. <laughs> I don't like to see that at all. Oh, Lord. Um, but with, you know, the, the retail investor that we make these episodes for, we do this podcast for, um, you got to pay attention to what you read. You know, you got to be vigilant in the sources you trust, which is kind of the, the next topic we're going to get into. Um information sources you know what's what's good what's bad trustworthy untrustworthy um just as a general rule of thumb i would stay away and not listen to anything that says these 10 stock picks that such and such person picked will get you rich in a month those those aren't gonna those aren't gonna help you definitely not i uh i fell for that a lot when i first started um and those are the ones actually, those picks that they suggested are the ones I'm still sitting on down 60%. Mm-hmm. Um, which is funny because, you know, I was never up on them. So they were obviously wrong. So why mm-hmm. listen to them? Um, you know, if I'd been up on them, I would have actually sold them. Never had the chance to. Um, so it's definitely, you got to do your own research. You know, like we always say, we do the research so you don't have to. <laughs> we also suggest that you do your own research because, like we always say, we're not professionals. We are just two absolute ballers mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. that like the market. But yeah, uh, getting back into it, definitely you gotta you gotta do your own research. I mean, even the you know we do stock picks. They're not really picks, not recommendations. It's just what we're adding to our mm-hmm. UFP portfolio. Um, That's what we found cool the past week. Right, and there's something that, that's not saying you should buy them. It's saying you should at least look at them and just see what your own opinion is. But um, yeah, you just got to be careful because uh, there's definitely people out there that are trying to get clicks mm-hmm. and plays um, and that's that can be dangerous for sure. 
Yeah, and personally, I love the tools of Yahoo Finance, like the interactive charts on there, and like individual stock research is really cool on Yahoo Finance. But their their articles are very clickbaity. Like, um, I'm just looking at them now. Missed Bed Bath and Beyond. Ten meme stocks. Our next gold mines. Analysts say or. Uh, Billionaire Steve Cohen pulls the trigger on these two high yen, high yield uh, dividend stocks, and those aren't going to work. This is, you know, if you think about incentives, if you think about capitalism, these authors get paid for you clicking on their um, articles. They don't care if you make money on what they say or not. They're just trying to farm clicks so they can get paid. Um, so it's not going to. Not going to be good recommendations if it's promising big returns. Um, I typically like the stuff that's a lot more nonfiction. You know, like I love Seeking Alpha. Ethan and I were just talking about this. That is a much more serious, um, data driven um, website. You know, their articles are like Q2 quarterly services report, selected services revenue up 2.2% quarter over quarter. Or half of companies are trimming headcount, survey says. Things like that that are actual information and not just people farming clicks. 100%. I mean, Yahoo Finance is very good for, I mean, you can find any stock that you can ever imagine mm -hmm. on there. And they're very, it's very user-friendly, which I love about it. Um, and I do, I do click on those clickbaity articles uh, just to see what they're actually saying. And that's okay because I'm doing my own research. Mm -hmm. But but definitely, you got to find trusted sources. Um Seeking Alpha is a great one. The Unger Bueller Chronicles is another great one. <laughs> that one uh, is. How could I forget that one? Right, so you're definitely going to have to join the Discord. Uh, those are going to be about. You know, they went from daily, but they will be monthly publish publicate publications. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, the Wall Street Journal really good. Mm, um, yeah. It, it's four bucks uh, for if you're a student a month, uh, which is very good. I mean reason why it's four bucks and not one dollar like the new york times is because it is all actual there is i mean there's opinion articles on there but they are basing all their opinions and all the other articles around the facts um whereas you know the new york times does not uh, yeah. for reasons i don't have to say but <laughs> um but also there's a there's a blog and it's called bull and baird and mm. it's written by michael antonelli and he just published one on August 15th that I need to read. And it's called, Was That the Bottom? Question mark. And then he just goes through a bunch of points, a bunch of you know, data and evidence of why it may or may not. Um, but he's just been really good. I, I went through a little phase where I was literally reading like articles from 2013 from him because they still hold up. The stuff that he talks about still holds up, um, whether it's for that specific year or just in general, the market and what to expect from the market, because you can't really expect anything. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Bull and Baird, you know, Seeking Alpha. Mm -hmm. Yahoo Finance is a great tool. I just wouldn't read all their articles. I mean, you can look at the headlines and maybe be like, oh, that's interesting, but mm -hmm. got to be careful for sure. Yeah, if you can't differentiate between op-eds and data-driven sources, it's probably not a good source. Um, the data ones are going to be harder to read, but they are unbiased and they are fact, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to work to differentiate between opinion. You don't have to worry about, mm, does this person actually know what they're saying or are they just making a guess like half the rest of the population, you know?
definitely no yeah and it's dangerous it's a dangerous world out there mm-hmm. people are trying to give financial tips they're not professionals like we are not professionals but <laughs> <laughs> a lot of bozos out there making podcasts and yeah but at least tips, we have a good like... one hey at least, <laughs> at least ours is somewhat somewhat good you know what i mean we're we're at least trying to help we're not we're not trying to take advantage of a lot of people are trying yeah. to take advantage of the new investor because uh, it's almost mm-hmm. kind of like cool to be in the stock market i guess yeah. it makes you feel you know you get that little feeling of oh i'm like i'm an adult like i'm professional yeah. I'm, I'm, you kind of feel yourself a little bit you're like man i'm built for it tough you know what i mean and like <laughs> <laughs> and i mean you just you got to be careful though because people are trying to take advantage of that mindset so everybody um, wants to be a tiktok finance bro i mean everybody wants to try and be the uh the uncertified financial planners and they just can't be so they just uh, can't be not everybody built that way I know. Make sure you like, you you download, you subscribe, or I guess follow. Yeah, uh, subscribe soon. uh, Seriously, I mean, we are going to yeah subscribe soon. We're going to be expanding to YouTube here in a little bit, but uh, in the works. It's in the works, baby. Uh, And that's all thanks to you, listener. All five of you. Yeah, seriously. No, but hey, five's better (laughs) than one. One's better than zero. So we can definitely. And definitely not complain for that, but uh, no, definitely. Um, you just gotta be careful because people are trying to take advantage of you, um, and that's not cool, not cool at all. No, not swag, no. um, no. I mean, yeah. that's kind of all I have. Um, we can kind of move into how the portfolio is pre- performing if you'd like. Yeah, give us an update. How's it doing on this down week? Okay, so actually, you know, it's been a little bit since we touched on it, but we're actually doing decently fine. Everything's still green. Um, today, not the case, but overall, uh, everything's still green except for Chegg. Um, so screw Chegg. We're selling it all. <laughs> no, I'm playing. Uh, that stinks. But that's more of a uh, into the school year, as the school year starts type of type of play, or not even a play. But anyway, we, if you would have put $1,000 with us, We'd be up $123.59 right now, $1,000 in with us, but if, in, into the, each of these stocks. Um, your, your gain would be 12.36%, so not bad, uh, especially because over that time, I think that's outperforming the market. I don't have the mm-hmm. ex- exact number, but pretty good. Um, our best performer, we, we actually sold Ford, I know, hurts to say. We, we sold at a great time. We made forty-two bucks on our investment, and now it's down um, about five percent since we sold. So I don't think we can complain about that at all. Mm-hmm. So our number one performer at the moment is Crocs, uh, and then it's followed by FNILX, which is just basically an S and P five hundred index fund. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know Warner Brothers has started to come back, and then Best Buy has been great. So we actually sold, I think I mentioned this in the last episode, we sold a little bit of Warner Brothers and then bought back at around the low, um, which mm-hmm. was really smart because now, obviously, it's getting back to more of a less volatile and uh, more comfortable range, for sure. Yeah, and Ethan had it and sold it before it dropped, and I held on to it post-drop. So Ethan realized in profit there, and I'm still um, in counseling after that one. Yeah, yeah, I got a little bit lucky. Painful. A little bit lucky. I tried to do the exact same thing with Disney, uh, and it didn't go well. They're up like, well, I don't know what they're on, what they're at today. It's one twenty today ish. Okay, so I sold about one twelve fifty, 
And I was like, man, this is the high of the day, high of like the last two months, three months. I'm balling right now. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know, their their earnings could be good. They always beat in quarter three. I mean, I, I shouldn't say always, but just based on historically, you know, past, yeah, historically, yeah. they they typically beat on quarter three because that's the whole summer. And obviously, they make a ton of revenue uh, from their parks. Um, so I was feeling good mm-hmm. about that. And I was just like, you know what? There's going to be one thing that that they don't like to hear, and that mark uh, and that that stock's going to crash, not crash, but go down. Um, and so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take my profit. I'm going to be a short-term minded person, which is you know what typically makes people fail because obviously the stock skyrocketed after that, mm-hmm. and I could have made another twelve bucks. But um, that's okay. That's okay. It happens. It happens. Uh, it happens. I, I still realized a gain, uh, which is good. Yeah. Um, we've been saying the whole episode you just gotta be careful yeah do your own research um, yeah learn from everything and you'll be fine yeah definitely everything you do has to be a learning experience uh mm-hmm. you know fail 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 that's okay because eventually you'll you use those fail failures in mm-hmm. a successful trip or a successful yeah. buy whatever it is yeah definitely. so yeah you want to go into our picks or the our interesting stocks of the episode yeah, our interesting stocks of the episode you know it's crazy uh, i don't even have one prepared so let's do this um i've got think, one ready if you want to look okay you go ahead i i, I had yeah. some ideas but yeah go ahead give you some time to pull it up um also sorry for the unpreparedness for the listeners we both just moved into new apartments and i am studying for a real estate exam and all over the place um but anyway, nonetheless, uh, I'm going to do Omnicom Group. The stick ticker symbol is OMC. I really like this company. It is a mid-cap value stock. So the market cap is mid-sized. It's not a small company. It's not a super large company. Um, and it's a value. It has stayed within the same tunnel of revenues for the past five years. Um, it's consistently beat earnings, um, it has a nice dividend, uh, that data is blocked on the website I'm using currently, but it was about a three and a half percent trailing dividend, which is pretty solid, um, for any kind of stock. Um, it's got a 6.96, nice, um, EPS, and it's got around a 10 P.E. ratio. So, very solid. It's not going to go crazy. I mean, looking at the chart, it's about at the price it was two years ago, a year ago. Um, It spiked at the beginning of 2022 and has come back down a little bit. So, this isn't a crazy stock. It's not going to skyrocket, not going to plummet. I really like this as a long-term hold with a solid dividend. So uh, I'll pass it on to you, Ethan. OMC is mine for this episode. Sweet. I think I'm just going to go with another basic one and go with Bank of America. Uh, I, oh, like yeah. the, I like the financial sector right now. Bank of America is, I guess you could say, rallied uh, the past month pretty good. Um, down a little bit today, which is okay. I mean, you kind of like to see that. You, you mm-hmm. want it to follow the market. You don't want it to be randomly way up. Um, and it's a potentially good buying opportunity. Um, but yeah, you definitely saw it go from thirty-three dollars and sixty-six cents, uh, basically at the beginning of the month, uh, to a thirty-six eighty-three high uh, mm-hmm. for the month. Um, but yeah, it's looking good. 
It's got a, a very good market cap, so you're not buying something that's risky. Um, its beta is a little bit high, um, at 1.4. Uh, so that's you know that's not the best that you want to see, uh, but I think it allows your portfolio to not just be a bland thing that follows the market. It, it at least gives it a little bit of time to accelerate. Um, uh, the visitor trends on on Yahoo Finance, basically who's looking it up and how many people. It's up uh, the past two weeks, um, so that's good. You like to see more and more people looking at the stock uh, mm -hmm. because it means more and more people are interested in buying it. Um, it does have a dividend, 2.42%, so about $0.88 cents a share. I definitely can't be mad about that. And the ex-dividend date's coming up, September 1st. Um, it's at okay. $35.50 right now, and its one-year target estimate is $42.41. Um, and then its earnings date is not till October 17th, and that's actually good because there's that, that means there won't be volatility until then. It should be somewhat steady. Either up or sideways or down, mm -hmm. which obviously we don't, we don't want it to go down, but it, it should be somewhat steady um, until that date because right around earnings is when stocks see the most increase or decrease in their value, mm -hmm. especially in this type of market. So yeah. I think Bank of America is going to be mined for today. Um, we'll see how it goes. We will definitely Solid. be adding it to the portfolio. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we have no clue what next week's episode will be about. That's how we we'll uh, like to get it here. Yeah, we'll just, whatever comes up in the market, we'll deal with and we'll talk about and it'll be great. Um, join the Discord. YouTube coming soon. Yeah, and, I mean, guess what? Y'all just vote, you know, you join the Discord, vote for what the next episode will be and that's what we'll, yeah. well, that's what we'll cover. That's how that works. So definitely, if you, if you like what you hear, mm -hmm. you gotta download, you gotta like it, you gotta listen to it, even if it's only for you know ten minutes, listen to it, um, and then you join the Discord and you you become a part of the crew. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, no, this was a good one. Uh, next week, you know, we like surprises, so we have no idea what's going to happen next week. But it'll be good. I know that. I'm excited. Yep. See you on the next one. Lost and found, I can't be found, I'm way too high up off the ground